y'all so this is the very first live episode of the ascend with alexis podcast so it's a very very exciting thing um that we have latanya here for this so i'm glad that you are the person um to witness this first or to have for me to have you as a guest for this first live episode so thank you thank you thank you um so yes guys you are all here for the ascend with alexis podcast where we are helping you transform your lack to abundance and today today we have latanya franklin who is the ceo of the self inside and i don't want to take up too much of her time with me introducing herself because I know she will talk about um, how she got into the business of being a therapist as well as the type of um, you know services she offers and just her overall healing and self-discovery journey. So Latanya is glad to have I am glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Y'all might hear me shaking my uh my pro my I don't know what to call shaker probably because <laughs> um, I was fasting I'm fasting in the morning to give my gut you know a break and uh-huh. I am hungry it just ended <laughs> so, I might take a sip so I don't pass out but I'm so wonderful to be here so happy to be here <laughs> definitely so Latanya can you just tell me more about you like you know just your general story so my general story um as you said that many different stories popped up in my head so I'll go with the most general ones and I don't take up too much time mm-hmm. um so I like to say that I start not like to say I believe that I was born to be a social worker born to be a healer because mm-hmm. at the age of six I used to play what is called office and what I called office. So the way you play office is you just have people come to your office and fill out paperwork all day. Why that was mm-hmm. exciting to a five and six year old, I'm not quite sure, but I love playing office. Um, and so that is like what well, my <laughs> love for like social work and just like, uh-huh. paperwork, which is not my love now, started back then. <laughs> um, um, I, my first, Besides that, I think the play came from me playing office, came from just me uh, living in a low-income household and having to Mm -hmm. receive services from social workers from the Salvation Army and coming to contact Mm -hmm. with a social worker that was just mean as hell. Can I curse? Yeah, yes. Go ahead. Okay. It's <laughs> hell. Um, and she just treated my mom horribly. And so I like, kind of vowed at an early age, too, that I'm not going to be that. Like, I'm not going to treat nobody that way. That's looking mm-hmm. to receive help. Um, and so that's honestly, like, how my journey started. Um, I went to... Uh, well, I... <laughs> I started off saying I want to be, I want to work in prisons. I wanted to work with serial killers. That was my, that was my go-to. Yeah. So like documentaries, like all of that was just like my thing. I always wanted to know like how serial killer brain works. So horrible right here. (laughs) So um, (laughs) went to school, um, undergrad, went to national, uh, 
NIU, Northern Illinois University. Um, and I got my bachelor's in criminology, specialized uh criminology, a minor mm-hmm. in family and child studies. My first internship, I got introduced to social work um by these misdemeanor probation officers on the west side of Chicago at the courthouse that's right there. Um I thought social work was just folks that gave our link cards and all of that. And they nicely told me, like, yeah, no, that's not that's not all that social workers do. Um, those uh-huh. are caseworkers. Um, so I learned about social work, loved it, decided to go to Loyola, um, got into Loyola University, Chicago, got my master's in 2014 and started off as a school social worker. I did that for six years, left um, after feeling burnout, experiencing like depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. decided to leave. Um, I resigned in 2018 um, and then I entered the world of private practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, I was like, I could go more into <laughs> like how the stuff inside came from that too, if you would Okay. Like. I wanted yeah. to comment on a couple things. So, I kind of see why now the universe wanted us to meet because, yes, because I love, okay, this is going to sound weird, not the serial killers, but I love like getting into their brains. Like I would want to interview a serial killer, like dead ass, like I would love to interview a serial killer and I find myself watching a lot of documentaries, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of investigation discovery channel. Um, any like true crime TV, I want to watch it. And then just in general, um, I'm just very curious about how the mind, how the mind works and just like Mm -hmm. the psychology of people in general. Um, Mm -hmm. like I can't, every book or even show that I, um, that I'm watching, it has to be real for me. Like I can't watch anything that's fiction. I get bored of it. I like to watch like none. I like to watch and read nonfiction, like, you know, things that are based off of real life. So yeah. that was funny. And then I also went to Northern Illinois University. Um, so, but we probably, we probably weren't, I was there from 2014 to 2018. So okay. we're so I had 2014 to 2012. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we weren't there at the same time. So that was, that's something else I just learned about you. Uh, so, so we went to the same, same school. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Same school. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's wild because I kid you not, I don't know whether, like, the the people I interact with have went to NIU the years that I did or after a shit before me, but we are mm-hmm. always coming to contact with NIU. Like, I love NIU with a passion. Mm-hmm. My husband is from NIU. Our closest friends is from NIU, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So, NIU is co-star. So, it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> NIU yeah. love. <laughs> that's funny um yeah we got to talk even more now because we probably got more, even more similarities right but um so let's talk about the self inside yeah. and why you des- decided to start your own business and kind of like the impact you have um with starting your own v- business in comparison to maybe like working for someone else yeah uh, so the self inside. So I got into. I decided to get into private practice in the top of 2019 when I resigned from being a school social worker. So I'm originally from the north side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in my brain, I'm like, man, white people cool. We good. Like I could work. So you no, know, I've had. I've been in other spaces with white people. So it'll be totally fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So started at this all white practice downtown Chicago. Literally, I quit in December. I should have took probably took a break, but since mm-hmm. need money. But so quit in December, started there at like the middle to end of January of 2019. And I was only there for like two, two and a half months, experienced extreme like microaggressions and racism. Mm-hmm. Um that's also when I decided to go natural when I was at this all white practice. I was the only black uh therapist there. Um went natural and, um and then going natural experiencing racism and microaggressions really probably I would say for the first time um and just really coming into my blackness at that time I said that's when I of course I've been black all my life but I said that's when I became like black black like fist pump uh-huh. like afro because that's, yeah. that's where I was during that time um is when I became stepped fully into my blackness and so left there after those few months um, and started at this all-black practice that's based, a wonderful, wonderful individual that's based out of the south side of Chicago mm-hmm. and loved it. Um, and that's where I, like, my niche came from. I was on, one, I was on my own healing journey, and that started in 2014, about when I graduated mm-hmm. in 2015, when I, mm-hmm. when I started as a front social worker. Um but like loved it there was working with her to like help build she she was already established on the south side but she was she was building a private practice at that moment and so like mm-hmm. man, man we went through a lot just like learning how to do things like i don't know what this is i don't know what this yeah. is we'll google it and figure it out ask folks uh-huh. um, so, <laughs> so love her um but after a while decided that I just that I that I just wanted to do it on my own um mm-hmm. there was no uh, there was no issues where I was there like I said I love her to this day I still love her um but I was just ready to be on my own I wanted to start something that was mine I felt like for years I was always advocating for somebody else's job practice school and like why the fuck couldn't I just do it for myself mm-hmm. um so and working with black women and just like seeing like their healing journeys and all the things I was learning on my healing journey and wanted to spread to the world. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do this. Um, it, it was always inner work. I have um, trauma, uh, traumatic. I have, I had a, tra- a traumatic childhood. I mm-hmm. have childhood trauma, which is all the same work in there. It's live, y'all. Help me out. Um, <laughs> I'm in my background. Um, and so just understanding like the self-work and uh, going on the inside and ugly crying and mm-hmm. breaking things apart and having friend breakups and family breakups. It's just like all of the things that that goes into the healing process. Right. It's like, oh, hell no. One, I want to help other women do this so we can become more free, more authentic. Um, and two, shit, everybody needs everybody needs this information because one, our mm-hmm. families are suffering. And at some point we were suffering. That's why we decided to get on a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where the self inside come from. So like starting with healing yourself, the little yourself inside, the little girl, a little male, whoever, little person that's inside of you start with healing them. So then you can eventually begin as a byproduct of, of helping healing your own family, but also just our community, black community period. Great. So, um, I want to kind of more so get into your personal story. So yeah. you said you started your healing journey in 2015. Was there yeah. something that kind of clicked that made you start the healing journey or? 
Hell yeah. It was working on the west side of Chicago. So, <laughs> so my family is originally from the west side. So my uh-huh. mom's from the west side. My dad is from the west side. And whenever I had an internship or whatever it was that is involved social work and school, I ended I was always on the west side. And I'm like, okay, what's up? Uh-huh. So my first <laughs> jobs just so happened to be on the west side of Chicago. And um, not too far from where my family lived and where they grew up. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm in there. I'm like fresh social worker, like fresh, you know, fresh, fresh out of Loyola, mm-hmm. and started to just come into contact with so many teenagers because I was in I was at a high school. Uh-huh. So many black boys and girls that looked like me. And was start and their trauma was coming out. I was learning about their stories, and I was constantly getting triggered. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting there listening to one child in particular, and I can remember the day listening to her talk, and she starts talking about her dad and her dad not being present in a bed. And inside of me, felt like it wanted to run and like crawl under something and just cry. So I'm like, so I'm sitting in a session with this child. I'm like, oh shit, I don't think I'm gonna make it. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I'm in there, and I was like, oh, Loyola, Loyola is huge on making sure they told us, like, you need to have therapy, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, yo, I'm good, Mm -hmm. I didn't deal with myself, whatever, I had not, Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm good, I can do this, Um, so, being interacting, understanding, and being so self-aware that my own, knowing that my own traumas and things that I hadn't thought about in years was coming up, um, that was coming up while I was talking to these different students of mine that looked like me. Um, so that's mm-hmm. that's one thing that started. The other thing that started was after undergrad, I moved back home. So the the trauma that I grew up in, shit, it didn't go anywhere. It was it was still there. I was just an adult, but mm-hmm. didn't have enough money to move out. So I was still experiencing like trauma and like things from just being at home with my mom. Um, and so I could remember, so coupled with that and experiencing the things I was experiencing at home, literally I had a wardrobe in my bedroom at the time. I crawled mm-hmm. into it, like cracked the doors and cried on the phone and said, look, I called, um, it's called laugh. Oh, I said, look, lady, I need somebody to talk to somebody. Cause it's either going to be me or my mama. She said, huh? <laughs> I said, you heard what the hell I said. Is either gonna be me <laughs> or my mama? So I suggest y'all find me a damn therapist. You want? I don't care what. As if she white, that's fine. She can be white. She can be white, mm-hmm. but she needs to be culturally competent. She needs to know how to talk to black. And then if she don't, she better go find some fucking help if she want to be my therapist. Like this is. Uh-huh. This, and so I'm like talking to these people online now. Looking back, I was like, damn, I was. I was out of my mind, but I, I needed help. I was like, is somebody going to have to go? I'm not quite sure who, but I'm going to try to mm-hmm. go receive some help before I make the decision. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started therapy in 2015 off those two reasons. Um, and that therapist was amazing. She was white, um, but she was very culturally competent. Like just how she talked to me. And she let me know because I was a therapist, of course. She will let me know that she was receiving a consultation so she can make sure she was showing up for me and not all her white supremacy shit. Um, so mm-hmm. she was trauma, um, trauma, um, trauma informed. What you say? Trauma informed. Yep, she was trauma informed and and she specialized in trauma. 
um, and had her own trauma background. So she was, so it was just amazing therapy. And so our last mm-hmm. session was April of last year from 2015. We took like a small mm-hmm. break. Um, but I met with her all of those years, did really deep work um, until I just got my new therapist last April, which is a black woman who I love. Mm-hmm. I hope that answered your question. I felt like a real long it, answer. It does. So I think what I found most interesting about what you said was how like you thought you didn't need therapy. It's so many people that are like that like Mm -hmm. because and I talk about this a lot like a lot of the stuff that we go through are so like deeply embedded in our subconscious we aren't even aware that what we're going through isn't normal or that it's a problem and so I used to say the same thing I'm like um you know I don't have I don't for me personally I don't think well beforehand I would say you know I don't really have that many traumatic I don't have any traumatic events in my Uh life that happened when I was young I used to say that all I used to say that all the time and now I'm on this self-discovery journey and Uh that's a fucking lie (laughs) and I'm just I'm just noticing like I'm just going back into my childhood and I'm just thinking about like all the kind of the traumatic events because they were traumatic events that happened in my life and how it is affecting me today Uh um and just just one example of that like I used to have I used to get in trouble a lot in school mm-hmm. um I used to feel like I was always alone um especially in my way of thinking so like I was always like outcasted like the mm-hmm. teachers didn't like me the students didn't like me because every time that like I I I think I said stuff that people like you normally not supposed to say basically <laughs> like stuff you're just not supposed to say um so my like if a teacher came out. I was gonna say like uh-huh. what I said my therapist almost came out so what you oh yeah I'm so saying? like, like- <laughs> so like if a teacher says something it doesn't make sense I'm going to like raise my hand and say you know that doesn't make sense because x y and z and they would see it as disrespectful of course they would. um and then with the kids I don't even know why with the kids I just I don't know I was just so like strong-headed and, and opinionated and I just knew stuff um, I think it kind of intimidated other kids. And so I, they would try to bully me, but they it, it, it never went through because I was unbullyable. Yeah. <laughs> they tried oh, I to... I like that, unbullyable. <laughs> they like tried that. to bully me, but, like, I was... I'm very, like, strong-headed. Like, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the... I'll be the... I'll be the outcast, and I don't care. But yeah. then I noticed, like, over time, I kind of... I kind of like shut myself off, like to my opinions. I got a little more quiet. I started doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, And in return, I noticed that that kind of blocked off my creativity and I kind of started taking life too serious. And you talked about anxiety. And I feel like that's kind of where my anxiety stems from is trying to be perfect, make sure I'm saying the right thing all the time. Um, make sure I'm not hurting anyone's feelings, just making sure that my words come off, you know, the right way. But in return, I noticed that I wasn't being my authentic self. And it was because of that trauma that I experienced in my childhood. And, you know, it just wasn't in school. It was, it was in family too. Um, but 
I think in school was like the the major thing. Like I talk about school all the time because I feel like I call it the indoctrination system because that's what I feel like it does. It just indoctrinates children to sit down at a desk, work for eight hours, not say anything, not have a difference in opinion. Um, no creativity is allowed. Um, and so I talk about school all the time, but that's kind of where it stems from. Um, but, you know, for those who are listening, um, if you think you don't have trauma, everyone has trauma. Everyone. I don't care how small you think it is, because I, I kind of say this all the time. But, you know, even something very small can have an immense impact on your life. Um, because it's not really about the events. It's more so about like how it made us feel. And if it made you feel a certain way, you will carry yeah. that for the rest of your life. You yeah. will literally carry that for the rest of your life. Um, so Latanya, so when you were finding out all of these things about yourself, you know, what did you do to work through it? And I know you're still working through it and we'll talk about that, but you know, what did you do to work through it or are doing to work through it? A whole lot of ugly crying. Mm-hmm. I was still cute, but like, like crack, crack. <laughs> not like, not like you know, like, like you tear up, like, like no, like, like smile running down your nose, I, not running down my nose, <laughs> like and and like this. So I, because of how I grew up, like I was a silent crier. I didn't even know that until I was in therapy, and she was like, I was crying. She was like, "Well, damn, like." Why are you so quiet? <laughs> she was like, what the hell? So I used to always hide. So I would go in the bathroom. Uh-huh. I climbed in a closet just so I can cry and call to find a therapist. Like, so I was, um, I, I was, I, I needed to hide. And mm-hmm. so, so going through the healing journey, my crying child, I can, <laughs> I can wake folks up. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's like a sobbing. Um, and like really, really like coming out of my gut, which is where our emotions are as hell. So I can, I know when I've had a real good gut cry, healing cry, because it, mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds different than tears mm-hmm. running down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of that, so a lot of crying, um, receiving support from my husband, um, mm-hmm. even in times where he may not have fully understood like what I was going through, mm-hmm. um, so like him giving me space to one like teach him about like how I am healing and what I was going through, um, and so like just having him for support and for him to be patient like his traumas are my trauma so mm-hmm. while I may say some off the wall shit he'd be like and then I have he don't necessarily <laughs> he understand like wait uh-huh. then he yeah. give me the time to leave and come back and be like that wasn't me that was tiny which is myself and sad that was tiny that. Uh-huh. She got me. She thought you yelled at her. My bad. Um, so just like so really having his patience and support was helpful. Um and honestly, isolation. Mm, yep. Um, not I have friend break all in 2019 was crazy as fuck. So like I got married, um, mm-hmm. lost all of my close friends. When I say all of them. All up. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a full wedding party and two people showed up, uh, friend wise. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and so lost very close friends that I thought was gonna be like the god parents of my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and throughout that time too had a gigantic family breakup in 2020 no no about so no this just kind of sort of started in 2017 um where i started to break up with my family but the the break really happened in 20 yep in 2020 2021 Mm -hmm. um it's when like it came to its head um so being in isolation feeling like i like i only had my husband i was so close to my family i'm like Mm -hmm. like my husband leave me what am i gonna do (laughs) i ain't got nobody yeah. Um, and so the the crying, the support, and the isolation is what got me through. Okay. Honestly. Okay. Great. So I can't remember what you, I'm trying to figure out what exactly you said that made me. Um. Th- oh, it was the crying. You were saying um how you kind of were holding in your crying. So I kind of want to comment on that. So I'm using this thing, this tool called the Body Code. And it kind of helps you to pinpoint, like, trap emotions that you have. Mm-hmm. And one of the very first emotions that it said I had that I was that was trapped inside me was crying. Mm-hmm. And so I really empathize with that because mm-hmm. I'm also a silent crier. I don't even cry for real. Like, yeah. um, I actually, I, actually, since I've released, I've actually cried more, and it's crazy. But, um. Yeah. So yeah, I had a trapped emotion of crying and I wonder if that is like where does that stem from because in my family um like this is a generational thing but like in my family my the black women in my family are so strong like you you yeah. I don't it's a lot of them I never saw cry before. Um and so um do you also see that that pattern with with black women and kind of holding in emotions? Yeah, yeah. We it, it said that we so the sacral chakra is where we hold our emotions. So right around yeah. our hips, mm-hmm. um, that's where our wound is. Our set like all right. in that space. Um, so that's where we hold our emotions. One, and I think now this is my brain wants me. This must be spirit. My brain wants me to say this. So this is my own conclusion. Oh, ain't nobody told me this shit, but this is my own conclusion. Uh-huh. Um, that one, black women are well, mo- majority of black women have fibroids. Like the rates, however you want to say it, but you, you know, they have higher rates of actually having fibroids. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and so fibroids are located in that sacral chakra. Right. So mm-hmm. once I learned that, and I have fibroids, I learned when I was pregnant because I didn't know. Because of, of course, white doctor won't tell me. Yeah. Right? Um, I learned that when I was pregnant. Um, just me sitting down and reflecting, I'm like, oh, well, shit. Well, that makes fucking sense. While black mm-hmm. women, one, there's no space for us to have emotions because we got to be mm-hmm. strong. We have well, to take yep. care of everybody. Like, of course, there's no. No wonder why we have fibroids. If that shit, if fibroids spiritually is like a mask, and it's again my thinking, a mask of held something that's in your body, emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that's why we have a race of it. We don't have space to release. We um, we're told that we we have to do everything for everybody else and not for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think so. To answer your question, yeah. My fa- I ha- I am my family is full of women. We had a few men in there. Um, but it's full of women, strong women. 
Mm-hmm. Strong, yep. like strong to the fucking core. Right. You probably see my grandmother and my uh aunt in the back, like uh-huh. strong as hell, but like mm-hmm. strength in the absence of releasing emotions. Well, and I should say certain emotions, which would be crying, which would be looked at as weak, because anger mm-hmm. would call people up. Um, but like mm-hmm. that emotion <laughs> weak, which is mm-hmm. crying. So, you know, like things like that. So absolutely I come but I also think that's what I, I come from that and I think that's where um where the silent crying is because if you cry and somebody tell you to man the fuck up or you ain't got nothing to cry about, or what is you crying for? Like you crying for nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not safe. So then I'm gonna go find somewhere silently and cry and get it out. If I cry right. at all. Right. And you know, over time, like when you do want to cry, but you you kind of over time teach yourself not to even yeah. have those emotions or not to cry. Yeah. So, um, I've been really paying attention to that with me now. Like, um, I do find myself crying randomly over the randomest things, um, but it's obviously coming from someplace. So you know, it's not to be yeah. dismissed. But um, I've, that's something I really like been working on is letting out my emotions because I now know how emotions get trapped in the body. So speaking of the body, um, I know you are a Reiki healer. Can you talk more about what that is and how you help your clients with that? Yeah. So um, Reiki, how is best to explain this? I won't confuse anybody. Uh, Reiki is so the way I explain it to folks that are new to Reiki is that I consider myself a healer one but a vessel Um, and so what we all have life force energy within us we all have chakras life force energy and so through trauma different experiences like the um, that energy within our body can get stuck or stagnant Mm -hmm. and due to that we may show up in a world of certain right, i.e. all the shit that we just talked about regarding crying and emotions, not being able to release, not knowing, not knowing how to build relationships with other people or ourselves like that. If we are, aren't taught those things or can freely do those things, that mm-hmm. energy gets stuck within us. And so what Reiki mm-hmm. does is send life force energies from God, spirit, whoever you believe in, sends life force energy from them through me to you. That's mm-hmm. how I explain it to folks. Um, and again, like we all have it. I went through training and got attuned to like the different symbols and stuff like that to be able to provide it for other people. But we all have it. My frequency is just higher than other people because of the the training and like the other things that I received because I was in said training with a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. Um, but shit, we do it all the time. So like if something hurt or your kid fall, you grab whatever it is, that's you still sealing that, sending that healing energy. It just may be at a lower rate than it would be for myself or Reiki master, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it promotes um and helps with um just a few not just a few things, but just to name a few things. So yeah. um mental clarity restful sleep, deep relaxation, whomever, rather I'm doing it on myself or someone else, go to sleep. And I'm like, oh yeah, so it's supposed to Well, I said it about myself. Deep relaxation uh-huh. uh, promotes health. There's a lot of folks um, to this point of us holding excuse me, um, holding emotions in our bodies. Like Emotions can turn into other things like having heart issues, have blood pressure, fraboid, like these mm-hmm. different illnesses. So it promotes, right. it also, pro- I'm not saying that we are literally healing folks like that because I don't, whatever. I um, 
what just came up was the white supremacy side. Like, no, you're trying to be Jesus. So just to show y'all, trauma is real. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you're trying to explain wrong. yourself. Yep. Uh, I was about to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was about to. Um, so yeah, so mm-hmm. that 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 is what Reiki is. And I got into Reiki again through my own healing and I was just drawn to it. Um, I'm really good at finding support groups when I need one, depending on what I'm uh-huh. going through. Um, and so one of the facilitators of the support group that I needed during the time I was in my isolation, she, um, she always talked about it. And so I learned and went to Ohio and got trained and shit like that. Okay. That's nice. So with the body code, like I think I'm doing it, it's also like another form of energy healing. So like I said, I've been releasing a whole bunch of trapped emotions because people don't know that their diseases more than likely stems from like the trapped emotions that are with inside them. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I really, so we both have like babies, like you have, I believe you have a one-year-old, I have a two-year-old and I'm very, I talk about this all the time um, about how important it is um, for babies to have um, not to only be taken care of physically, but also emotionally. And I yeah. think people people think because babies are babies that they that they they're, they're going to forget it. You know, um, they won't remember this happening. Like, no, like um, when I'm doing a body code there, I there was li- I was doing it for um, my daughter. There was literally trauma there from birth. Mm, yeah, she, birth. I found out that it was trauma for for her for birth, yeah. and yeah. so. And so a lot of us, we walk, we're walking around with things like, of course, there are things we we can't become aware of, um, but sometimes we don't know where things are stemming from. So like energy healing is like very important because you can kind of see, you know, what what chakra is imbalanced um, and then help to help to imbalance it. So um, that is very, very important. Um yeah. So I want to kind of get more into what I've been seeing you do on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, if you if you don't mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I've been talking a lot about how we can use our wounds, um, our trauma, mm-hmm. to kind of kind of find our gifts not kind of but like we can use our our trauma to find our gifts which you have done um and so but a lot of the times we can't even get to that point because we are scared to face what our wounds are and what our trauma um actually is and acknowledging that that it is there and so you know I just want to get your experience more so as to how do you think you actually facing your wounds head on um, is benefiting you um, and also helping you to kind of come into terms with what, with what your gift or your life purpose is? Um, so I think for me, learning what my life purpose was came first. Mm-hmm. Um, so like through going to therapy and just like seeing how much like things aligned with my own past, I was like, wait, okay, God, like this is a little bit too similar. Like, what, what we, okay, I think I see what you're doing here. Uh, uh-huh. that's how I mean, I talk to each other. Uh, like, I think I see what you're doing here. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> after a session, like, oh, you want me to say that to myself? Got it. Um. So it came before. Um. But how I got. How I got to the point of <laughs> releasing. So what <laughs> what she's referring to is so for the ba- for the for Black History Month for February, I said that I wanted to tell my Black history. Um, mm-hmm. I have been in a space where I'm like this shit trauma needs to come out. Like I have to let it out because I think with me owning business, me being a mom, me being a wife. Me holding on to those past traumas, things I have mm-hmm. learned, how I've been showing up, it's based out of trauma. And mm-hmm. so I'm not living to my full potential mm-hmm. with being a mom or being a wife or being, you know, being a business owner. And so for me to reach that level, to me, I feel like I need to release this shit. And by releasing it, I need to be honest. So yeah. in Black families, some of them, I won't say all. Mm. You don't fucking tell me <laughs> right? <laughs> no, yep. you sweep it off the rug, and we forgive each other just because we family. You don't gotta say, "Do you forgive me?" We won't have a conversation mm-hmm. about it. It's just supposed to happen under God, and then it's just supposed to happen, and then y'all good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one is it working for me? Uh, because again, that was. I felt like that was a huge part of why I was continuing to hide when it comes to the self inside. Mm-hmm. The self inside started, I coined like 2021, but I had been doing work on the self inside prior to that. Right. And many people do not know of the self inside. One, because we're new, but two, because I wasn't, as much as I have posted in the last 12 weeks, have been the most I think I've posted since I started the self inside. Um, mm-hmm. And not even what I'm posting, but like the quality of what I'm posting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, um, so yeah, so those pictures was a way for me to step more into myself. Like, mm-hmm. I think with the business coach that I've been working with really mm-hmm. had us define like what our mission was, what our purpose and, and why, like I knew, so to your point, like while I knew what I was doing, like traumas where I wanted to be healing, I couldn't put it into words until like someone asked me the right questions and all of that. Um, and then can you, I, real quick, yeah. can you talk about what the pictures were like? So the audience oh, yeah, can do yeah. Uh-huh. So I so what the picture is is uh, so what I did a few months ago. So last summer, a few months ago, uh, last summer I m- just decided to go around and take pictures, not take pictures, go around to um just visit my old neighborhood. My husband actually works over there, ironically. Um, and I was like, I'm over here in the area, and my body just kept saying, "You need to go to these apartments." So I was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. I want." had a whole fucking moment so things wow. that a moment meaning like crying like every memory that i had at that particular apartment rushed me and i was like mm-hmm. oh, shit. like good ones bad ones oh shit ones like all of them just rushed me the moment i was standing outside so i actually stood like got out of my car stood outside looked through the door like thought about why i was in the you know like what was going on during that time i was at that apartment so i was mm-hmm. out there for a while um, and so as I sat there before I drove off, 
I just end up talking to myself uh, while oh, I was sitting in the car. Like, hey, in this apartment, we could leave that abandonment, like all of that long, we can leave all that shit there because we that no longer applies to us. Um, and I did that, which whatever I felt at that particular apartment is what how I talked to myself uh, and what mm-hmm. I told myself we can leave there. And so those pictures is just a representation of what I did last summer. Um, so I have, I have no pictures of myself as a kid, but various people in my family do. So mm-hmm. I asked for pictures. It took a minute, but I asked for pictures. Uh-huh. Um, learn how to Photoshop. Fuck. Learn how to Photoshop. Um, and <laughs> figured out TikTok, which took me a couple of days because I'm <laughs> apparently old. So I was like, why does it take me this long? But uh-huh. figured out how to use TikTok, do a voiceover, crop top, uh, crop top. I like my crop tops, but uh, <laughs> cropped a picture, yep. uh, a smaller version of me, how old I was at that apartment space, and me blowing a kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, me blowing a kiss to myself with a voiceover saying pretty much the same, very similar to what I was telling myself in a car when I went last summer. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I think that's a good idea, and that's probably something I'm, I'm going to try. Um, that's definitely something I'm going to try. I love that idea, and I love like what you were saying, your story. So if you all aren't following Latanya on Instagram, her name is the underscore self underscore inside. And you kind of see her story, her talking about it, and she's doing all of that in the month of February. So I love that. Um, So, you know, before we wrap up, can you talk about like the services that you offer, anything that you have going on? Like if you have uh, some type of event going on or whatever, just kind of talk about it. Yeah, so right now, because we expanding this year, I'm speaking it. Uh, mm-hmm. So right now, um, the service I offer is individual therapy, Reiki sessions, and educational workshops. Um, those are the things I love. Um, and I am accepting new clients. Uh, so those are the services. As far as for events, um, every Wednesday I, on Instagram Live, I do what I call Solace Wednesdays. And during mm-hmm. that time, um, I invite women to come out from just 15 minutes first thing in the morning uh, as a res- representation of like pouring back into you and starting your day with you before we start doing all the other things we just talked about black women do. Um, it's mm-hmm. a way for you to pour back into you for f- just 15 minutes. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, sometimes I'm cute. Sometimes I may not be. Uh, <laughs> so Because I may just be waking up with a one-year-old. So you show up as you are and do. You can work out, read a book, whatever you want to do. Pray, meditate, whatever you want to do for 15 minutes. Um, this Friday on Instagram Live, is uh, I'm starting Reiki Friday. So if you're interested mm-hmm. in like just experiencing Reiki, just to see what it may feel like or what may happen for you, I'm doing that on Instagram Live for um 15, for 15 to 20 minutes. Um, not very much talking. Um, well, most like like clear the space with some sage and then offer Reiki. My intention for that is just to get jumpstart us. For the week, <laughs> I mean, for the weekend, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, cleanse us and right. things like that. Um, and then uh, February 27th, I'm starting a healing group. Um, it is free. Um, and many of the things that I'm talking about during this month and last month about healing and how you start your journey, the folks that join that will be able to dive all the way in. Um, and very last thing is, um, my YouTube channel is also have in, in addition to the pictures, 
Mm-hmm. I'm telling my story even more by being interviewed by three of my friends at three different times. So you can hear details about my story and how I go about healing on YouTube. That's I love it. I love all of that. Um, what I'm sorry from I'm asking for myself. What time on Fridays? For oh, are you, you right? Fridays at 9:30 a.m. So a little bit. So later. that's 9:30 a.m. Central Standard. Because I know I have some people yes. that are like out of state. So Central Standard okay, yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, okay. So I love all of that. Um. <laughs> thank you again, Latanya. Oh, one last question that I ask all of my guests. Um. <laughs> What does abundance mean to you? Ooh, what does abundance mean to me? <laughs> my first thought, and I told y'all, Tanya, which is myself inside, she be on one. She said money, but that's not all that abundance <laughs> is. <laughs> money. Uh, just abundance of money, opportunities, love. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything you want a lot of that makes you feel good. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Latanya, for coming on and sharing your story with her. Um, I will link her information in the notes, um, whatever from whatever platform that you're listening to. Um, but like again, like I said, thank you again. And for the listeners, for the watchers, make sure you are staying tuned for our next episode of the ascend with alexis podcast thank you bye y'all all right thank you